Welcome to the Transfer Nation Videocasting Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Dr. Heather Adams, Senior Program Manager of Transfer Initiatives at the Aspen Institute's College Excellence Program. Transfer Nation aims to create a network and community of educators who work with and advocate for transfer and post-traditional college students. Our mission is to build community, transform culture, and empower success for transfer educators and students by sharing resources and celebrating all things transfer. Hi there. Welcome. It's so good to see you, Karen. I'm really excited to have Karen Hilker Backlesoon here from George Mason University. We just thought we would have a little chat about how we're serving transfer service in our various fields of, of focus and areas around the nation during this wild remote reality that we're all experiencing. Karen, is your really nationally known for your innovative advocacy on transfer students, first-gen, parenting students, post-traditional and neo-traditional student student communities in general. And I particularly love how your framework and your work really looks at the transfer experience holistically from kind of pre-community college to career, grad school, and beyond. Um, and so I just, I'm really excited to talk to you today. You're currently um, Director of Educational and Career Pathways at George Mason University, and you served, I think, as Executive Director of Educational and Career Pathways at North Virginia Community College, I think? Northern Virginia Community College. Northern Virginia. Awesome, which is also known for its really innovative, transfer-centric programming. So welcome to TransferNation. Thank you for being part of this awesome community of transfer-centric-minded folks. Uh, well, just to start off, uh, how are you staying motivated during this, this wonky, tumultuous time? Ooh, um, you know, I will admit the first couple of weeks were really challenging because we had probably... 40 to 50 different events, programs, activities, community college visits that had to be dismantled. So essentially it was looking at the entirety of the spring semester, the remainder of the spring semester and moving on to the summer and, you know, taking apart what, you know, I had spent a lot of time very carefully trying to build. But, you know, I think that with crisis comes creativity. And so, you know, for me, it's been an opportunity to learn some new skills. I have never known as much about, you know, different social media platforms and their capacities and virtual meeting tools and, you know, best ways to kind of engage and continue to get student feedback virtually, you know, so it's, I think that, that for me, I love to learn, you know, I think that's why I work in education. So, just happy to, you know, now be in a position to stay motivated through learning and through just wanting to provide the best possible experience during this really unprecedented time to our students. Absolutely, absolutely. And right, I'm right there with you. I, who knew I would be staying up till 2am to learn about, you know, whether or not Facebook Live or Instagram Story Live was like the right way to go for our advising platform, right? Yes. <laughs> So just diving in and really specifically, are there, 
I guess, um, programming or um, ways that your team and you at your university are, are looking at serving transfer students? I know you can, you're always serving transfer students, but specifically during this time when we're kind of trying to figure out how we're reaching students. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, as you mentioned, you know, I really do try to focus my work on developing specific interventions for prospective transfer students, actively transitioning transfer students, and then also students who are new to the university in the transfer experience. So, you know, we've tried to develop a range of programming, you know, converting things to virtual as much as possible. For our pre-transfer students, you know, our prospective transfers, we have established virtual one-on-one appointments. And so our team is reaching out. I am personally doing appointments uh, with students who have questions, who potentially didn't have the opportunity to visit the university and meet with somebody from our, our STEM area within the university to get some really specific questions answered. Sometimes students have questions about equipment, about research, you know, that are really tied to a specific area of the institution that the admissions office may not be able to answer. So we're trying to bridge that gap and supplement what university admissions is doing, what our Office of Contemporary Student Services is doing to provide that STEM-focused experience and enrichment for those students. We are also offering um, to our community college counselors and advisors uh, collaboration services. So if there's a community college advisor who um, has a question, you know, they're working with a prospective transfer student who's coming to our institution in a STEM area, they can actually reach out to me directly and I can either join in as a collaborator in their advising session or I can work with them individually, and then they can provide the student with the accurate information. So we're providing that collaborative service to all 23 community colleges in the Virginia Community College system, in addition to the student-facing experience. Wow, that's incredible. (laughs) How does that work? Really, just sort of specifically, what platform do you use? Is it, are you doing phone calls? Are you doing Zoom like this, interactive sessions? Uh, It depends on the community college. So because I'm coming in as an external expert, you know, an external service provider, you know, I don't have access to the meeting systems that many of the institutions have. For some institutions, that means joining in on a Zoom session. For others, it means having a, you know, phone meeting, or I can set up a WebEx you know, on my end, and everybody can join in. So it, it looks different depending on the different college and the resources. You know, sometimes questions will come up after an advising session. And so I'll get a phone call after the fact, you know, hey, I had a follow up question about this student, you know, should they take, you know, cell biology or this other course. And, you know, just to be able to provide that information so that, you know, our transfer students are getting the most accurate and up to date course recommendations is really important because that will facilitate their transfer experience when they come in. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And is this something that you were doing prior to COVID-19? Is this kind of a collaboration that you've been working on for a while? Because I really love this idea that um, we talk about this a lot at various schools that are decentralized is that if it's only one unit serving 
a student at each point in their journey, then it, it's, it, there's a lot of stops and starts and stops to the, the transfer experience. And it sounds like you're really working to bridge that. Yes, this was something that we were offering on a limited basis just to uh, our local community college within the region, Northern Virginia Community College. You know, now that we have this virtual capacity that we're ramping up, we have now expanded it to all 23 community colleges. Of course, the, the majority of the students who do transfer to George Mason University do come from Northern Virginia Community College, but we're definitely seeing an increasing number of students from, I would say, that next ring of community colleges, you know, in Virginia, you know, in terms of geographic proximity to our university who are starting to reach out to ask for uh, assistance, transfer advising. You know, ultimately, it's just getting the word out that the resources are there. Everybody is so overwhelmed and overloaded right now, making it as easy as possible for um, students, for advisors to get the information and the resources that they need so they don't have to start digging around on a website trying to find it. Uh, they can ask student-specific questions. You know, we felt like that was the right way to go to, you know, maximize the experience for our transfers. Well, super transfer receptive and transfer friendly. I love that. Are you seeing other, you mentioned sort of accessibility issues, challenges of communication. How are you seeing this impact transfer students in your community in other ways? Okay, well, you know, certainly we do have a number of students who were dependent on the computer resources at either at their community college campus, free Wi-Fi at restaurants and, you know, public locations that have since closed, and they're not able to provide that. I think that our local community college, Northern Virginia Community College, did an amazing job. They actually redistributed their Wi-Fi capacity so that students could go to the parking lot, park their car, and access free Wi-Fi. That has been, you know, just an amazing resource, you know, from inside their cars. So we have definitely shared that uh, out, you know, and are, are very pleased with that. But, you know, we have also tried to connect students with information. You know, the Hope Center for College Community and Justice has a wonderful student-focused resource on surviving, you know, COVID-19, and it has, you know, examples of how students can get low-cost Wi-Fi and services. In addition to, you know, the university's output trying to connect students with hotspots and, you know, other resources, you know, we are trying to connect students with other resources in the community to make sure that, you know, they have what they need. I would say another area that, you know, often gets overlooked in accessibility are students with disabilities. You know, students with disabilities are twice as likely to start at a community college as students without disabilities. So, you know, we are making sure that, you know, as we are recording sessions and uh, posting them that we're, you know, looking at, you know, are they subtitled correctly? making sure that information that is being sent out is sent out in a screen reader accessible format, not as like a JPEG document that a screen reader can't access. So, you know, looking at those accessibility features as well and making sure that we're providing the information, flyers, resources in multiple formats to meet accessibility needs is also really important and something we've been trying to do. 
Thank you for sharing that. I think that's very, very important and definitely something that is potentially being overlooked in this time when we're all just rushing to get information out to students and updating our websites and getting the, 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 the stuff out there. Uh, are, are there any really specific or practical kind of social media initiatives or student outreach? I know we're working with our student staff a lot to do outreach with to new newly accepted transfers as pretty soon when they get accepted. And so we've been planning that. Uh, is there anything specific you'd like to share that your team is working on on social media? Sure. We actually just did our first webinar, which was career management in the time of COVID-19 and, you know, helping students to be thinking about, you know, opportunities to continue to develop career readiness skills and, you know, be thinking about what they can do with so many internships and research programs, especially in STEM, you know, being shuttered over the summer and that being so important for our students to be able to, to get into graduate school, medical school, we've really had to think of the box in terms of what resources students can access. You know, this webinar was a start for our prospective students and our transitioning students. We are doing a series of social media Ask Me Anythings. We're going to have a faculty panel Still trying to figure out if we're going to do that on YouTube or Instagram, but we're working toward that. And we have some faculty who are tech savvy enough that, you know, we're going to give this a shot. And, you know, and then we're going to try to do some Twitter takeovers as well. And we have our transfer ambassadors. So we have some peer advising. And then we also have, you know, a faculty member in each department who has been designated. If a student has a very specific departmental related question, you know, that they are the go-to person. And so they can even receive a degree of faculty mentoring as they're coming in. So, you know, we've really tried to set up, set up a network of services and resources for the students. I was very relieved that that first webinar went off without, you know, any technology issues. I was admittedly terrified that we wouldn't be able to share screens or, you know, do the things we needed to do, but we got it done. And, you know, the students had, you know, really good feedback about the session. So, you know, this is a learning experience and, you know, we just have to try to make each one better than the one before. <laughs> That's fantastic. Congratulations and kudos for uh, getting the faculty on board. And yeah, streamlining the, the tech is uh, super anxiety uh, inducing for sure. So congratulations on that. And I love that you're really narrowing in on how are we helping transfers navigate the job search remotely. Uh, that's one thing that we've got a bunch of anxious seniors and they're concerned that there aren't going to be jobs and they're concerned of how am I going to do these things like informational interviews and navigating job search websites or job searching when there's not going to be a career fair or there's not going to be these other things that I'm used to. Thank you for sharing that. That's very, um, it's definitely inspiring me already to think about it. So as we wrap up um, today, are there any in, in the last month of your, this new experience, what tips or what practical solutions would you share with other transfer professionals who are really trying to reach transfer students and post-traditional students specifically during this time? Is there anything that you've really kind of taken from this last four weeks that has been successful and had an impact? 
Well, one of the first things that I did was, you know, we have uh, a community of transfer researchers program that I'm the faculty mentor for. So it's approximately 35 transfer students in our college who have a specific interest in research. And one of the first things I did was reach out to them and say, what do you need? What do you think students like you are going to need? I think that so many times we try to solve problems for students without asking students what their problems are. (laughs) And, you know, so for me, it was about asking them first and then also reaching out to our community colleges and also asking for guidance. You know, what do you think your students need? What would be beneficial for you as community college professionals in this time? So, you know, as I was in the process of canceling all those things and, you know, all those sessions, I was reaching out and trying to get feedback. And I actually intend to put together a survey that will go out to our admitted transfer students, also asking them what they think they need in terms of support from our college. So the students who have been admitted into majors in our college, because, you know, again, I do think that Students are in a better position to tell us what they need, you know, than we are to just try to implement solutions. I also think that we need to cast, you know, a much wider net than usual in getting information out. So, you know, I have my cheerleaders and my points of contact across, you know, the the community colleges in our state. But, you know, I've really spent a lot of time trying to get additional points of contact and really try to disseminate information out as broadly as possible. Because in this day and age where everything has shifted to virtual and the number of emails that we're getting has, you know, just increased 20 fold, it's really easy to miss information that's coming through. So, you know, I think that personal connection is important, you know, making follow-up phone calls, you know, direct targeted communications, you know, one-on-one sessions, you know, are, are all really good ways to, you know, kind of make sure that the information is getting out and to those who need it. You know, if you rely on a small information network to disseminate information, it's probably not going to go anywhere right now. So you really need to be extremely broad focused, send to multiple folks you know, and keep trying if you're not hearing back. Really, really excellent transfer receptive feedback and advice. Thank you, Karen. You are a powerhouse transfer (laughs) and I'm just so thrilled to get a little moment in my day to get to chat with you and share this information with the Transfer Nation community. So really thank you for your time and for your transfer service. I'm really inspired by hearing all the things, the great things that you're all doing at George Mason. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. You do amazing work and this community is, you know, so amazing and has informed so much of what I do. So really appreciate, you know, having the opportunity, not just to chat, but also to learn from professionals like you, you know, and maintain this amazing network. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening. To continue the transfer conversation, be sure to join the Transfer Nation Facebook group at tinyurl.com slash wearetransfernation. You can also follow us on Instagram at wearetransfernation and on Twitter at transferpride. 
Subscribe to our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com slash tnationtube. If you have ideas for future episodes of the Transformation Videocast and Podcast, please email us at wearetransfernation at gmail.com. We can't wait to continue celebrating all things transfer with you. And as always, in transfer pride. Thank you.